injury-prone fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Evan Porras, doctor of physical therapy. Going to talk today a little bit about the IR COVID slots. We'll try to get through some of these rules, discuss whether you should use IR slots, add bench spots, etc. for your fantasy leagues, if you're the commissioner, and what that means. So let's start with the rules, right? So the NFL finally put out some rules, a few guidelines. Um, good thing they got their sponsorships out of the way, though. We were really concerned with the sponsorships and what they were going to do with those empty seats before the player safety protocols came out. So re- bravo to the NFL. They finally got those those sponsors taken care of. So now we can worry about the secondary market and the secondary important thing, right? The, uh, the player health, player safety. So here are a few of the things they've said. Everyone has to travel on team planes or buses. Team buses cannot be more than 50% full. There must be at least one open seat between passengers on team planes. Everyone will get his or her own hotel room on the road. All players, team personnel must wear face coverings while on the road. Players will not be allowed to leave the hotel room to eat uh, to eat in or otherwise use restaurants that are open to the public. They'll be asked, they'll be allowed to use room service or contact contactless food delivery. While at the hotel, players and team personnel may not be visited in their rooms by anyone who's not in the traveling party. So take that for what it's worth and what that means for maybe some of these younger players who uh, don't have a spouse or a significant other. Uh, maybe some of them do. No, no visitors allowed. Any player or team employee who experiences symptoms of the coronavirus is obligated to report to the team's medical staff as soon as possible. By the way, this is all from Dan Graziano um, at ESPN.com and his, his story from a few days ago. Sort of uh, talking about this this coronavirus issue. Uh, let's see. The team must be alerted of the positive cases, or I'm sorry, must be um, alerted of anyone who experiences symptoms. And then um, any confirmed or suspected cases will then be passed on to the NFLPA. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. Anyone who registers a temperature of 104 point 100.4 degrees or more is banned from entering the team facility and must isolate and contact the team's infection control officer or other medical personnel for testing, consultation, and direction. This one is tricky for for two different reasons. One, there have been some rumblings that anybody who is um, coming into the game on game day could potentially be t- uh, uh, ruled out if they're temperature is above this 100.4. Now, we don't know for a fact if the NFL is going to test every player uh, or personnel who comes in on Sunday mornings. We don't know if they're going to test, but if they do, there will certainly, fantasy football will certainly be affected by that. There will almost certainly be people, players, who have a a temperature above 104, 100.4 degrees. So that's that's one reason why it's tricky. That's going to be a mess for Sunday morning rosters. Um, another reason that it's tricky is because how long will teams quote unquote take to get this information out to the appropriate officers, um, for consultation and direction? How easy will it be for teams to take their time, maybe drag their feet a little and then, oops, guess it's halftime of the game that we're already winning and hey somehow we just got that information out so that's a different conversation for a different day but that's very much in the realm of possibilities so moving on here to dan graziano dan graziano's piece here a little bit further if a person with a positive test does not exhibit symptoms or i'm sorry does exhibit symptoms 
they must be banned from the team facility for at least 10 days and can't return until at least 72 hours after their last symptom occurred. The team medical personnel must approve their return. So these players have to be out for at least 10 days. That means that they are, if they turn around, have a quick turnaround or a, um, if they have the Sunday night to or Thursday night to Monday night game, they could miss both games potentially. Who knows? Um, depending on when players' buys are and stuff like that could affect them there. So that's something else to keep in mind. Now, those are the rules for the NFL. So the, the, the last rule of the NFL before we get into the fantasy perspective is um, this is what they're doing. This is according to Pro Football Talk. They are, this is what they say about confirmed diagnoses. A player with a confirmed diagnosis will be placed on the exempt slash commissioner permission list. Once a player is medically cleared, the team will be eligible for a roster exemption. A player who is on the exempt slash commissioner permission list for less than four weeks will get a one-week roster exemption. If a player is on the list for four, for more than four weeks or more, it becomes a, a two-week exemption. So essentially, all that means is that these players are going to be on the exempt list, the commissioner's exempt list, meaning they'll still get paid, and the team can keep extra one extra player on the roster. So that, that's pretty flexible, and that's good. So the NFL is being flexible here. Um, another thing that they say is, is uh, this: the new rules, the IR rules, will allow a team to remove any player with a football or non-football injury from the roster for three weeks. After three weeks, the player will be eligible to return to practice. Once he returns to practice, the team will have 21 days to place him back on the active roster. So teams can leave these players on the IR for three weeks. It's not clear whether they have to leave them on there for three weeks, but three weeks nonetheless. At the very least, we know if a player tests positive, the, the, they need to be quarantined for at least 14 days. Or they're saying 10 days since their last symptom. So that's going to open up a lot of issues in fantasy football leagues, right? Because if we go by the ESPN standard traditional IR slot, the system will automatically place the IR tag on a player once ESPN receives the report from the NFL. Only players with the IR or O tag can be placed on the IR slot, in the IR slot. All other players must be moved to the bench if you do not want them on the active roster. This is where it's going to get tricky. This is where those league mates who you really have to keep an eye on, the ones who sort of cause a riot and a ruckus for a lot of different reasons, you know who I'm talking about, you have them in your mind right now. This is where I'm, I'm encouraging, challenging commissioners. If you're a commissioner of league, you probably are, to be flexible. The NFL is changing their rules. They're also allowing um, an unlimited amount of IR, basically shifts and shuffles. They can place as many IR uh, players on IR as they want throughout the season. That's a huge change for the NFL. The NFL is surprisingly being flexible with this situation. I mean, it took a pandemic, but the NFL is finally being less rigid with their rules. So if the NFL is allowing unlimited roster IR slots, basically, for teams, then there should be something that lines up in fantasy football to also allow maybe not an unlimited amount of roster of bench spots or IR spots, but maybe more so than you're accustomed to. 
if you have zero IR spots, you never use an IR spot. I definitely 100% recommend this is the year that you have to have at least at least one, at least one, and you should increase your be your bench your bench depth. Um, you can go a couple different directions with it if you already have IR slots. You can say survival of the fittest, adapt. IR slots will only be used for those who are who are on IR, and are COVID specific. Or you can go maybe a little more loose. Hey, if you're just on the injury report, you're allowed to be on, you know, on the in the IR slot. You can also say, hey, instead of an, a, more IR slots, we're just going to allow more bench slots. And you can strategize that way. What I don't necessarily recommend is making those slots, if you do use IR slots and not bench slots, I don't recommend making those COVID specific. And let me tell you why. Making a, a spot COVID-specific is very difficult to guide, especially if you don't know exactly what's going on. If you have a Sam Darnold incident from 2019 where it just he's just listed as, as illness, even if it's inferred, but there's not ever concrete evidence that a player has COVID, then you're sitting there arguing with the league mate on Sunday morning about whether he should be able to place this player on, on IR or not. Especially if you use a rule like if, you're, if your running back goes down, um, you know, some leagues do this, not every league does this, but if, you're, if your starting running back goes down, you automatically get the points from the backup that week. It definitely comes into play there. It's just really dicey because this isn't going to be a situation where we are going to know outright exactly 100%, yes, this player is COVID positive. It, it also does not automatically insinuate that a player who is does test positive for COVID will be placed on IR by their team. So that leaves you with the person who has the out designation, which I guess in theory would let you use that spot. But if you specifically never get a confirmation that that player is positive for COVID specifically, then there's a lot of gray there. It's just more difficult to manage. If you're a commissioner, it's just more work for you. But hey, if you're willing to do that, go for it. I think what I'm going to do for my leagues that I'm commissioner in is we're going to definitely expand the benches. We're going to say, okay, more IR slots. If they're on the IR and if they have, or if they have the out designation, they can be placed in that spot. Don't care if it's COVID related or not. If it's a standard 12 team league, probably going to do three to four IR slots. And you have to strategize from there, increasing the bench depth. If you traditionally have, you know, five bench spots, Increase it by whatever you think is right, seven, eight more, you know, not seven or eight more, but seven or eight bench spots additionally. That allows you to carry handcuffs, that allows you to carry backups, that allows you to construct your roster. I, does that sound familiar? Roster construction differently to meet the demands of the 2020 season, if we have the season at all. So that's essentially where we're at. NFL is changing their IR slot roster rules. You should change your, your fantasy football IR slot roster rules. You can either make it so that you you have you you make no changes, and you tell your league mates good luck. You can make it a little more difficult on your league mates and say this these are IR slots that are COVID specific only. This becomes difficult because you can't a lot of weeks you're not going to be able to prove specifically 
that this player has COVID and is on the IR specifically for COVID, or teams might not put their their players on, you know, the in the IR slot at all for their 14-day quarantine. It also becomes a problem because I guess I wish I, what I should say is if you don't use any IR slots, it becomes a problem if they do the temperature testing before games on Sunday mornings, the situation just becomes more volatile. And if you want to say, okay, well, then you need to adapt, then that's your prerogative as a commissioner. What I recommend is expanding roster slot, roster, ben, uh, not necessarily roster slots, uh, bench spots. Increasing the amount of IR slots. If you don't have IR slots, I definitely recommend doing IR slots now. Don't be a stickler as a commissioner. If the person is O or on IR, they're allowed in the slot. And the last thing that I would mention to people who aren't commissioners is don't be grimy. Don't be that dude. Don't be that chick. Don't be that lady. Don't don't do that. You know what I mean already. Well, technically, we don't know that this person is on, you know, COVID. It could, if you know it's a hamstring strain, it's a hamstring strain. Don't be grimy. The commissioners are out here trying to make it easier for you. Most of them are. Most of them are good people. Don't argue. Don't make it difficult. You strategize. Plan ahead. Be a good manager. Don't try to, to take out your lack of planning on the commissioner. Commissioners, don't make it hard on your on your managers. Set up a simple rule. This is unprecedented. Set up a simple rule. Make it easy. Make it simple but reasonable. If you're in a more competitive league, maybe have a little more structure. If you're in a higher stakes league, maybe have a little more structure. But for the most part, if you're in a home league, if you're in a $20 buy-in, $30 buy-in, don't make it so hard on everybody. I think that's it. Thanks to uh, ESPN. Dan Graziano and Pro Football Talk, uh, their articles, I'll put them down in the show notes. Give me your feedback. But step one, subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast. You get these episodes early if you do. And two, give me feedback. Do you think we should have IR slots? Are you going to use IR slots? Are you going to add bench spots? As a commissioner, what are you going to do? Or if you're not a commissioner, what do you want as a member of a league? All right. Peace out.